coming at you live from Master Closet Studios. You're listening to the only podcast on the internet that decided to add to the night of terror ambiance by rolling in some Texas thunderstorms. The, yeah. They can't hear. Well, well, it hasn't started yet. Well, I'm, I'm hoping during the the course of the recording of this episode, we get at least big one thunderclaps and whatnot. I, just, can we just... At some moment when one of us says something really dun, dun, dun. key, we get a rolling thunder in the background. I mean, yeah. would that be awesome? Hey, it's the noobs and the Hoobian. My name's Austin. I'm the Hoobian. These are my sons, Corbin and Tripp. And, and we're the noobs. And this is that podcast that introduces a whole new generation to Doctor Who by watching an episode every now and then and discussing it from the perspective of a dad who has seen it before. And, and two, two sons who have. Yes, indeed. We also updated the notes and y'all said it in sequence. This time. Yeah. In, uh, yeah. Not in sequence. You've been saying it in sequence. <laughs> wow. One saying it right, one saying it wrong. Hey, welcome to episode number 201. Holy cow. It's like, I almost feel like we got to start over. What? Why? Like it's, like it's episode one. This is episode again. one. Yeah. Hi covering, guys, welcome to the new podcast. Hey. <laughs> covering series 12, episode four, Nikola Tesla's Night of Terror. This is the one where the doctor and the fam, oh man, forget about the fam, <laughs> get attacked by oversized scorpions that don't have brains. And guns bad. I forgot that the scorpions don't have brains. I forgot all about that yep. part. Yeah. Kinda like literally idiots. even I forgot about it since Thursday or Wednesday. Yeah. When did we watch this? I don't know. Didn't we watch it Thursday? Uh, I think it was, it was Wednesday. It's Wednesday has become our watch day. So anyways, it is a story number 290 originally airing January 19th, 2020. Oh, those, man, that was those uh, bright summer days before summer? everything. Shut up. And <laughs> the bright days of our youth before the whole bright world came unglued. Think about that. January 19th, 2020. Yeah. I'm wondering when we covered this episode. Uh, originally. I don't know. Anybody know offhand? No. I mean, it would have been subsequent to that time because we, yeah, yeah. we were off still by then. But, uh, but yeah, this episode. That's right. This, this, I, now I remember this whole season aired and then the pandemic hit. Because this season started January and went through the end of February. And then it was like hmm. two weeks. So like my whole life was just Doctor Who at both ends because we were doing the podcast where we were watching older episodes. Yeah. And I was in the middle of watching new episodes and, you know, talking about it online with fans and stuff. And then it was like, brrr, and everything came unglued. Hey, it aired January 19th, 2020 to 5.2 million viewers. Written by Nina... Mm, Metivier, uh, Metivier, and directed by Nita Manzur. So you know, just you know, Nina and Nita. What? Nina and Nita. I'm sure that was. And that they both have last fast. names that start with, with an M, M and end with R. R. <gasps> it's a conspiracy. <laughs> hey, uh, I didn't have much in the way of miscellaneous trivia or cast because we covered we covered the cast, yeah. you know, last time or whatever. So Kinda let's get into our wibbly wobbly memories. So Corbin had a, a bunch of stuff. Our our show notes this week looked like an FBI uh, report uh, because it was all blacked out and and redacted because Corbin didn't want to um, have spoilers or anything. So so Trip, uh, what we we kind of sort of talked about what we remembered about this episode in our point five episode yeah. where basically we said we don't remember anything yeah, don't and that's any. why we chose it which in hindsight was weird um <laughs> but i'm glad we did because it was a good episode yeah so what what did you come across this time watching it and go oh yeah i totally forgot about them being scorpions i couldn't remember what was up with them like having red eyes and like the weird powers and stuff but once we met them i remembered all about them like not having brains and like stealing Tesla to 
do their stuff for them and yeah. then the doctor like coming on and being like no it's me i so i even when i saw yeah the the people with the red eyes couldn't remember what that no, was all about yeah. and it wasn't until we saw the the what was it the Skithra queen or the queen of the Skithra yeah, or whatever. Yeah. It wasn't until we saw her that I went, Oh yeah. yeah. This I mean, is the like, one with the Skithra. And that totally was like, that was like 35 minutes into yeah. this 42 minute episode or whatever yeah. it was. I think it was like 50 minute episode. Um, but yeah, I, I, she popped on and I could went, not remember oh, any of that. The yeah. Skithra. <laughs> My whole thing was, I was like, okay, I remember Tesla. Yeah. And I remember, um, doctor, I remember like, the actor who played Tesla because I, I remember I mentioned he was in that other time travel uh, TV show. Oh yeah, he, yeah. He played he played the the villain in um, Timeless was the was the show, and uh, so I remember that, and I remembered loving his portrayal of Nikola Tesla because I could listen to that guy talk all day long. <laughs> yeah, and um, that's by the way that's what he sounds like, or at least that's what he sounded like in the other show too. He wasn't doing an accent, you know. That's what he sounds like, but I couldn't remember. Anything other than Wardenclyffe, I couldn't even remember the name. I just remember the tower. And I remember the tower. I I remember the night of terror being important later when they like shot up the lightning. Yes. I could not remember remember the the green orb. I had no idea that that had Oh, yeah, yeah. When that came on screen, I was like, oh, right. But what is it? I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember. (laughs) So I remembered Wardenclyffe shooting electricity into the air. I couldn't remember why. I just remember that being based off of an actual thing that happened. There was yeah. there was a night where he did something at Wardenclyffe and it freaked a bunch of locals out or something. <laughs> That's all I could remember. Um, so everything else was rediscovering it every single scene, every single step of the way. So yes, um, Corbin, what about you? Well, I'm the only one that remembered anything. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you're the reason we did this episode. Yes, everything I'm about to read, <laughs> I wrote reason. down. I think I actually wrote it down after we watched the episode. But, yeah, um, you did. cheating. You I, did. I cheated. But this was stuff I remembered from like when we were first talking about doing this. The uh, I remember the opening scene, not opening, but the scene where the orb was like following Tesla and all that. And then my note says, followed by a strange transition onto the train <laughs> that doesn't phase Nick. We talked so much. So we had a big problem that scene with that. Change. Didn't we say that there was a, uh, a scene that got cut? I feel like, yeah. Did I think we? I don't we either said there was or we speculated that there has to be a yeah. scene where... Because otherwise it makes zero sense. Yeah. Like, yeah. how do... And he's just like, welcome to the Orient Express. Yep. Like, oh, thanks for that bit of uh, explanation there. But yeah, that was about it. Uh, I remember the aliens that scavenge different planets. Yeah. Uh, like specifically for technology. Mm-hmm. And then I wrote, Yaz gets teleported yeah. again. <laughs> I forgot that that was like a thing. It was like a trope for Yaz. Yeah. yeah. And then the fact that the whole episode was just an Edison bashing party. Mm-hmm. I kind of forgot mm-hmm. how important of a role he played in this episode. Like I remember that I forgot he was just, in this episode. I just remember them being like, oh, Edison, he bad boy. And then they like, <laughs> Go over there, and that's where they find the aliens. But after that, yeah, I thought we. I, I forgot the he was involved, and then yeah. as soon as he showed up, it all flooded back. I went, "Oh right, he's gonna have yeah. a gun because he's an American, and he's gonna be, you know, uh, he's a he, jerk. He's and, he's the bad guy, and yeah. he's capitalizing." This episode people. is to Edison the reverse of what the Greatest Showman is to P.T. Barnum. Yes, like P.T. Yeah. Barnum is an absolute modern day liberal hero in the greatest showman which don't get me wrong fabulous movie oh, yeah. yes. but 
Absolutely, not, not, not nonsense propaganda about who that man actually was and what he stood for. <laughs> they make it seem like he was a hero for the downtrodden. He was yeah, no, absolutely exploiting not. people. Nope. Um, but yeah, but this is not the like opposite. Uh, you know, every you know what it is. All of the all of the pent up you know repressed negativity about Barnum in that movie got expressed yeah. through this episode yeah. <laughs> aimed at Edison, where it was like all of the yeah. bad things. You know, so. I mean, Gosh, human being. Now, all that to say, the bad things it wasn't were not right. true. <laughs> the bad things were right. It wasn't untrue, they, but it might have been just exaggerated. Not as much. It was yeah. prominent. Greatly exaggerated, for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah they, and we'll we'll get into some more of that later because we have. There are old, notes. <laughs> there are notes. That is correct. Uh, speaking of notes, I forgot to blow up my notes, so I'm like squinting to try and see them here. Uh, the checklist name of the episode spoken in dialogue. Nope, but we did have a newspaper headline that said "Night of Tesla Terra." Terra, Terra, Night of Tesla Terror. That's how yeah. uh, you would say it in the South. Terra. Um, but yeah, I, th- that strikes me as so odd. Um, I guess that would have been a dumb name for the episode, so they decided Night of Tesla to go. Terror. Yes. Um, but yeah. it does read like a newspaper in the 19, what was it, 1909 was this episode? 1902, something like that. It does read like a headline from a newspaper from that era. So I do think know, that something the newsies would be singing, you know. No. That, okay. <laughs> I think that if they, if they had put that as the title, then it would have been like, oh, that now the title makes sense once you get to that. So, and that's like at the very end. So if. They just did Night of Tesla Terror instead of Nikola Tesla's Night of Terror. Then you would like, you would you would get there later on. Did you follow that at all, Corbin? He means that the title wouldn't make sense until you got to that part yeah. of the episode. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So I think they should have gone with that as the title. <laughs> okay. That's your defense That's for your- that as the name. <laughs> Yeah, the creature of the week, as we said earlier, is the Rachnos wannabes, the Scythian. Uh-huh. I swear, They're when we awful. were first watching this episode, I thought this was supposed to be, yeah, an updated version of like a la the Cybermen. They did look better. Um, yes, mm. I uh, <laughs> I don't like them at all. Not not the Scythian. No, 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 the Scythian queen. The Scythian queen. Is was one hundred percent a takeoff of, in my opinion, yeah. the Empress of Ragnarok. She I did mean, not she, look very good. I don't think. Who the Skither Queen? She was really? unsettling in a bad way. Yeah. Oh, I thought she was she unsettling in all the right ways. Fake. We spent a lot of time the last time we covered this talking about her inverted teeth. Those are highly Those are disturbing. Very weird. Yeah, they are. They are disturbing. But um, it's just so weird to have. Uh, at least from the neck up, uh, a a baddie that looks and sounds and acts so very similar to one that we've already seen. Yeah, yeah. like I don't understand why this why wasn't couldn't the have just been the Rachnos. Yeah. and then we get the backstory of oh, they're stealing other people's stuff. Ex- exactly. It so could, we're, it we're building on an already could existing have character instead been of there. creating a new one that's very similar. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, as much as we complain about, oh, how many times do you have to go back to the old villains? Like, that's one that has never been seen again. Oh, yeah. And slash, they made one that looked and sounded just like it. So why why not? Do I don't that? have a problem with not coming back to them, but why make one that's basically that's what, the same yeah. thing? That's what I'm saying. If it looked completely different, then oh, we yeah. wouldn't even be having this conversation. But the, yeah. the similarities are so striking. Um, I just wrote uh, sentient scorpions with little to no traction control or coordination because... 
Those things wow. came around corners yeah. like floodwaters. <laughs> like they our dogs. Like, uh, how, so maybe yeah. it makes sense. How long have you been living and you still don't know how to like run around? Yeah, very much came around the corner like a puppy on hardwood. They were sliding on concrete though. Like how? Yeah, cobblestone. <laughs> yeah. And they're just like slamming into buildings. Like, yeah. What? And, uh, and each other. Oh, and, yeah. And like getting, didn't like two of them get into a fight it's with a each other? It's a three car pile up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like two, like, like two, two of them went around the corner. Into each other and then started and the, like biting at each other yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. Like, hey, get off of me. Like, okay. That was, huh? I mean, and remember, you know, like they had to animate that. Like uh, that, that yeah. was a choice, a very expensive choice, I might add. So, anyways. A queen of stolen ships and secondhand guns of scraps and patches. Wow. Is what the doctor. Uh, calls her so just call um, her out like that man uh, <laughs> just don't forget to apply the ointment to the burn directly and you'll be okay uh the tardis why is she using the braxium bouncer mark three instead of the tardis yeah yeah why did she use some janky teleportation that takes, that takes eight some, hours to yeah. recharge when you have a time and space machine you could not only fly it through space and you don't even have to fly it through space you can materialize wherever you need to. Yep. Wasn't it the same season? And you could season? not, forget about waiting eight hours, you could go eight hours into the past when you, uh, uh, yeah, but like, in, in the same season, this is the one where they, they like, get the spaceman who is like, rocketing into space yes. and they like, materialize around him. Around him, him. yes. Yeah. Yes. The time that we said was the one time they used the TARDIS the way you should. Yeah. And we didn't, we didn't even explain like, oh, they have some kind of weird yeah. force field that blocks the materialization. Right. Yeah. Because and, and we've done stuff like that before. Because if it could block the TARDIS, it could block the Braxium Dufal. Bouncer thing. Yeah, yeah. Braxium No, bouncer. no, it, it's, a, it's an older technology. No, no, it's a new It's a newer it's technology. A newer technology. Yeah. So yeah, it'll, it'll bounce in yeah. easier. Newer and therefore more advanced than a TARDIS? Yes. But, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't, it just, you know... Um, the TARDIS was faulty. Like, come up with some excuse. <laughs> like, I, what? I will never understand. I can we take a minute to remember that the the story that covered the, excuse me the story that handled this the best out of everything that we've ever watched in Doctor Who was the Five Doctor. What was it? No, sorry, the the Curse of Fatal Death. That was the oh, yeah. parody of this yeah. of this genre and of this particular but franchise. But I went back and bribed him and bribed him again. Exactly, exactly. Like the infinite regress. Yeah, uh, that should naturally occur every single time, Which every single episode. Is when we realize, oh, this is why we don't just use the TARDIS for everything. <laughs> yeah, but that means you put internal limitations on it for whatever reason. Yeah, but they're so loose, anyways. Let's stop hating on the show that we love, shall we? <laughs> um, the oh, uh, Tesla said. Uh, Tesla and Edison are talking and Edison has been in the TARDIS already and is like, yeah, I can't make heads or tails of it either. To which Tesla very snootily says, yeah. the internal dimensions are transcending the external. And, Edison and my, roll, at him my, like, my eyes wow. rolled out of my head. <laughs> like Edison looked at him like, whoa, you're so smart. What a revelation. Because Edison he, should have looked what? at him and said, yeah, I got that. But how? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I Edison, understand what's Edison happening. should have looked at him and said, so you're saying it's bigger on the inside? And he goes, uh-huh. In the most and then pretentious he goes, way. Yes. And then Edison goes, 
Yeah, I got that, but how? Like you just said, like it's you know exactly. Like you're not smarter than me because yeah. you said it. You're not smarter than me because you said the thing that we're all looking at with bigger words. You're not smarter as a result of that. But I, I did love again. That was a, that was a fantastic moment to just poke Edison in the eye. Yeah. While simultaneously lifting up Tesla with your other hand and throwing him on your shoulders as Most the greatest man fake ever. Waves. I'm angry. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't Corbin like that. has feelings. Welcome back. It's been a while uh, since Corbin had feelings. Other uh, stuff we noticed. Um, what? It's not Edison. I mean, it was, but it was Aliens too. Oh, the doctor said that. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. That was that was a fun line where oh. um, they're they're thinking because remember, uh, Chibnall is nothing if not consistent about the the double blind fake out bluff. Where it's like the good guys were the bad guys all along, and the bad guys were on our oh, side. Oh, yeah. the, the, the bad guys were us. Oh, uh, <laughs> if you'll recall, in our favorite reveal, our favorite or, stinger of all times. Rawr. You better recycle, or else. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just banging on the microphone. <laughs> Sorry, I got a little passionate about that episode. <laughs> I don't know what happened. My eyes just went red and I yeah, just, yeah. I kind of blacked out there for a second. <laughs> that was not me imitating the sound that the things made in the episode. That, that was, was my, my soul genuine, breaking. <laughs> my genuine reaction to that singer. No, but that was a great line where she's like, it's not Edison, it's not Edison because they're thinking he's got the alien tech yeah. or he's going to be the thing behind the thing or whatever. And she's like, it's not him. No. I mean, it was. It was. But it was but aliens too. It also too. wasn't. That's great. Uh, it's it, 1909 is apparently too early for high fives. Is I, I love that? It. That is 100 percent accurate. High fives are so new, really, way newer than you would think. I think like the 70s or the 60s, and it was invented on accident during huh? a baseball game. A baseball game. Corbin, Corbin, go go look that. Up. 1977. There you go. During a baseball game. There you go. Yep. A guy. A guy. Uh, uh, you know, was at bat, hits the ball. He's running to first. If I'm, if I'm remembering, picture this looks like he's about to slap his friend, and I yeah. think he like caught it. It was either he was headed to first, or he, or he hit a home run and he was on the way home, or whatever. And huh. a base coach was cheering him on, and for whatever reason, raised his hand, and the other guy said it just felt like the thing to do. And smacked his hand, and it happened on live television during a baseball game. So now everybody it, started doing that, and it caught on. Huh. 1976. Wow, that means. Let me do the math. You have an uncle who's older than than. Uh, sorry, you have several what? uncles. <laughs> you have several uncles that are older than the high five. Huh. Betty White is literally older than sliced bread, <laughs> and you have uncles that are older than the high five. Huh. How does that make you feel? Are you you're and you live closer to the T Rex than the Brontosaurus did. Anyways, okay. <laughs> um, too early for high five. So I do I do love when they when they drop little things like that in there because yeah. the opposite would be horrendous. If she had stuck her hand up and said high five and Edison gave her a high five, I would have I would have thrown the television through the window. Why would you? Have, <laughs> I would not have picked so up on small. it because I would have known that. Oh, I would have said okay. Edison would have not known that and would have looked at her like she was crazy. Um. Uh, what is this? Oh, guns bad. Prototype death ray. Clever. Uh, let's not <laughs> Tesla. Forget. Clever. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Let's let's not forget that if if it. So okay, 
if we're <laughs> setting down the rules, guys, is the rule that um, projectile weapons are bad? Uh, death and, ray? Nah. And 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 energy based weapons are okay. To- totally chill. No, 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 no. Nope, because nope, nope. no, because Ryan shot a bunch of robots. Remember, with a laser gun, and the doctor, doctor said no. reamed him out about it. So, if it doesn't look like a gun, because that 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 prototype death ray, no, definitely not, looked like something out of a gun science fiction movie from the forties. You know, <laughs> uh, but I, what is the standard, guys? There's none. Okay. There isn't one. All it right. does not. The exist. doctor's wibbly wobbly. <laughs> the what? It is doctor's wibbly wobbly at the whims oh, of chibnals. At yes. the whims of the chibs. Okay. We want to say guns um, bad, but we also hey, want to use them. Uh, Corbin, real quick, if it's not already there, drop down to the news section and put a note to remind me to talk about what Chibnall said in an interview the other day because I just remembered something that I I definitely want to discuss because okay. I, I think y'all will have feelings. <laughs> I put uh, Chibnall and and continuity. Okay. Chibnall what? and continuity. <sighs> uh, so who's who? Who is Edison? Uh, so listeners, uh, if, if by the end of this episode I haven't talked about that, <laughs> then uh, write in and scream at me yeah. and remind me to talk about that because it's, it's hilarious. Um, who's who? Who is Edison? Anyone can have ideas. I make them happen. All those inventions, I turn them from a sketch into something people can buy. And he's can 100% I, right about that. They say, tried to I make that a villain line. Mm. Are you kidding me? I completely agree. They definitely, everything he just said. They definitely tried to make that yeah. into, yes. He said, um, like, my business is the smartest thing either one of us has ever made or something like yeah. that. Um, I completely agree with There's that. a little, I feel like there's a little Steve Jobs in here. Steve Jobs was a pioneer. He was ahead of his time. All the things. But let's not forget that um, Wozniak was the guy making stuff. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. like Jobs was no slouch. The guy knew electronics and technology. He knew computers, but he also had a knack for knowing what people wanted before they wanted it. And yeah. um, he... And that's the best part about marketing, is if you know how to sell things, but you don't know how to make them, then you hire people who do know how to make them. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing, is... Uh, um, Edison makes a very good point. How many, how many times, guys, how many times have you said, wow, you know what would be really cool? And then you like flesh out this whole wonderful idea and then you never do anything anything. with it ever. Yeah. Like I, every single one of us has that moment. Um, Like, yeah, it would be really cool if this happened. Like what if we could do this? Right. But it's, you know, who, who's going to actually make it happen? And part of that, unfortunately, is money. Like the reason that Edison was able to have a thousand patents in his name or whatever is because he was able to hire the talent. Now, granted, it's it you can argue that he was stealing Abusing ideas that. from the talent yeah. that he was hiring, and and you can argue that. Um, you can argue that that he also abused the power of capitalism. Sure, that's fine. But in the end, but still, this statement. Anyone can have ideas. I make them happen. All those inventions, I turn them from a sketch into something people can buy is accurate. Yeah. And unfortunately, that was like our a, whole, a harsh reality. That was the whole argument last time we were doing this episode. Yeah. Because yeah. we're like, all right, well, then we don't. Edison, Edison had ideas and then he made them and he sold he d- them. He and not, Tesla he had ideas, just, he right. made them, but he, he didn't, didn't know how to sell them. just take ideas from people. He didn't just yeah. do that. He created so much stuff. When he started out, 
a lot of those those thousand patents were his mm-hmm. ideas in the beginning. And as things grew, he began expanding and scaling. And that's when you have to, it can't be you. Um, yeah. You know, your mom and I run a website business and we constantly have the problem of scale where the reason we have a website business instead of your mom is just a writer is because she had too many writing jobs for the amount of time she had in a week. So she started recruiting people. And that's one of the ways that that you grow. Um, and Tesla, if Tesla had a failing, and this is not only in this episode, but this is in, you know, in reality, Tesla's problem was he was an inventor and a dreamer, yeah. and he was not a businessman. Yeah. And, and he was the, not accepting the help from Edison. He's like, no, I'm not going to work for you. Like, well, yeah, and there were some there were some things that Edison did wrong in those scenarios, and there were well, some yeah. things that Tesla did wrong in those scenarios. And I, and and I, I'll be honest with you, to me, the most tragic moment in this episode is at the end when and and let's remember this is all at this point completely fiction. Like once uh, yeah. once you put Edison and Tesla on a spaceship with scorpions, yeah. uh, scorpion aliens. Um, we're well beyond what actually happened in reality. But the moment where Edison says, Tesla, come and work for me again. Granted, Tesla probably had dollar signs in his eyes when he said that. But could there have been a moment where Tesla swallowed a little bit of pride and said, yeah. and looked at Edison and said, I will come work alongside you, but I will never work for you again. So let's make that work. And yeah. Edison is a smart enough businessman, I believe. He would have been a smart enough businessman. He would have he would have conceded enough to Tesla that they could have made that partnership happen. And again, this is all fiction. I'm not saying that this yeah. conversation ever occurred. But imagine if that had happened. What would our world look like technologically right now? Because I, I don't remember if we've got a section on, on Wardenclyffe. Um, and we may have talked about this some last time. But um, there was some confusion while we were watching the episode about what was Wardenclyffe. Um, because they're like, he invented Wi-Fi? And Corbin's like, no, he didn't. It was about power. No, it was about all of it. When he said a wireless world, he was the Wardenclyffe Tower, and I don't know how any of this is supposed to work, Yeah, was supposed to diffuse power through what they used to call the ether. You know, there was yeah. this idea that that the entire universe was was submerged in this quintessent thing called the ether. And now we just know that that's not a thing. Um, but... But not only radio waves um, transmitting what we would now consider to be data, but literally transmitting power. And now we're kind of getting back to that with things like wireless charging pads. Mm-hmm. That is literally doing what Wardenclyffe was was trying to do, transmitting power through the air and without a physical, you know, physical connection. And now we already have near field communication, Bluetooth, Wi-Fi. So many of the yeah. infrared, so many of these different things that are doing what he was trying to do, but he didn't have that the money. money and he didn't have the business sense and the business savvy. Imagine if in the age of telegraphy, te- the telegraph and radio, we made the leap into essentially Wi-Fi. It wouldn't have been Wi-Fi. Well, it yeah. would have been different. But imagine if we had made the leap into wireless transmission of power and wireless transmission of data in the 1920s. We hadn't figured out cars yet. We didn't have computers yet. Yeah. We didn't have electronic computers at all. We wouldn't have most of the stuff you could use Wi-Fi for. 
Yeah, exactly. But imagine if computers had been invented in a world where wireless data transmission was already a thing. I mean, I think I feel like we would have gone like from the room-sized computer that holds 15 kilobytes of information, you know, we, we had to go from that to the personal computer. We were decades before we got to the internet. Imagine yeah. the personal computer being invented, being developed while wireless transmission was already possible. That's insane. That's incredible to think about. So, um, yeah, anyways, who is Tesla? According to the doctor, he's a big fat liar. I thought that was so, so weird. Yeah. I was like, what is she driving at? Was there something that, was there some lie he's known for in history that wasn't known at the time? Nope. It was just because he said, I haven't seen anything weird tonight. I was like, that's kind of a letdown. I, <laughs> I thought she was going to reveal something. Yeah. Uh, he keeps his ideas and designs in his head. There was no. It doesn't seem like a good idea to me. Um, he had some It depends condition. on how your brain works, I guess. What? He had some condition that made it work for him. He was able oh, to he had like a... visualize all that stuff really, really well. Is this some of the, the research you've been doing? Yeah. I remember seeing this the first time we did this. He's got some sort of mental thing where he really could just keep all this stuff in his head. He didn't have to write it down. That's just... The, when... <sighs> You have to develop what's called a theory of mind, just the idea that there are other thinking brains out there, right? And and y'all are at the stage in your life where that's really coming into fruition, where where you're like, oh, other people not only have thoughts, <laughs> but think differently than I do. Not have different opinions, but their thought process is different than mine. And when you can go and, and keep that train of thought going long enough to get into things like, what is it, uh, aphantasia? where there, there are people who can't visualize in their mind. Oh, yeah. That blew me out of the water when I realized so, there are how people... How do you do anything? Yeah. Like, when I think, I think using my voice. There are people yeah. who don't have an internal monologue. And there are people who think... crazy to me. Yeah. There are people who, who think without picturing something. So if I say apple, I envision an apple in my yeah. head. And I could d describe it to you, and and if I had better artistic skills, I could draw it for you, right? Or I could I could visualize an apple in my head, and then if you laid a bunch of them out, I could pick the one that looks closest to the the one in my head. And there are some people who don't or can't do that. There are people who don't or can't hear an internal monologue. And I'm like, how do you think? Yeah. How does it how does it even work? How do you? And understand then you have anything? people like Tesla who just have information yeah. accessible at their fingertips at all times in their mind. And I'm like, what? What? Like, how, does how big work? is your brain that you can just, like, see? Well, no, and again, it's not even about how big is your brain. It's just it's how does How does that work? brain, yeah, how does that thing function? Because what I'm, what I'm you know, realizing over, over time is that it's, it's not that Einstein had a bigger brain because there was so much speculation about that. It's not that Einstein was... Uh, to 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 dig into that old trope, using more of his brain, you know that whole ten percent of your brain thing. Yeah, um, it wasn't. I, I don't think it was any of that. It definitely wasn't that he had a bigger brain. We've measured it. Um, it. I don't think it's because um, he was using a higher percentage of his brain because that's not how brains work. It's just that his his synapses were organized differently than than most people, and that's how you end up with genius. Mm -hmm. That's how you end up with people who conceive of music in a way that w I'm like, what is happening right now? Yeah. Um, what's that? What's that? Um, what's that TikToker that that writes songs? Uh, the light switch. Charlie Puth. Yes. 
I saw a clip of him on, I don't know, Jimmy Kimmel. And Jimmy, you know, he's got perfect pitch. Mm-hmm. Uh, Charlie Puth. He's got perfect pitch. So Charlie, uh, Charlie, Jimmy Kimmel took a coffee mug with some water in it and tapped it with his pen. And he goes, oh yeah, uh, that's actually, that's actually two notes. That's a C and a C sharp. So the pianist played C and a C sharp and it sounded just like the sound. And then he hummed one of the notes and then he's like, what? And he, so he gets a glass with some water in it and he taps it and he's like, oh yeah, that's an F. And then like he bumped into something else. He's like, oh, that's a, that's a E flat or whatever. And he was just, he can hear it and he can tell you the note and he can tell you which octave it's in and uh, you know, all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, your brain functions differently than mine. Yeah. It just does. And sometimes there's skills that you'll, you'll never learn. And, and, but, but thank goodness for our species, there are people that do because they just have them. It's just, it's just the way their brain works. The sad thing is when those people don't live the life Tesla did. Yeah. And all of it goes unknown, misdiagnosed or, Mm -hmm. or under, under or misappreciated, all those kinds of things. Okay. Corbin, if you'll take my soapbox and slide it back over there in the closet, yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll continue with the episode. Um, Corbin, do you want to read the most pretentious line uh, that Tesla ever uttered in this episode? Mm. The present is theirs. I work for the future. Wait and for the it. The future is mine. Yes. I don't think he needed was, that last. Part. Uh, I'm gonna throw up. <laughs> <laughs> there was a, there was a long pause. I work for the future. Dot, 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 dot. That's the end. Stop and talking. the future is uh, <laughs> Was, was, I, the present is there. I work for the future. Was that okay? Was that, that okay? Was, that was no. perfectly fine. That, you didn't like that, Corbin? No. That was already too pretentious for you? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> like, For those who laugh. might not have picked up what let he just laugh. said. <laughs> the present is theirs. I work for the future. That was, that That's was. That's an awesome line. That was pretty boss, right? Yeah. And then he goes, and the future is mine. It's like, okay, oh, no, okay, no, okay right. I'm going to invent the 20th century. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Chill out. Now, if you'll excuse me, I must go, <laughs> invent, go invent the 20th, the 20th century. That's funny. <laughs> uh, who is Ryan? You've never been to a rodeo. You're not helping, Ryan. <laughs> that was just a great line. Uh, who is Graham? He says, uh, how... <laughs> How's, how's Addison's men going to get their hands on a Slimurian blaster? Because that should be Slimurian That should be their name. Slimurians? That's, That's awesome. the ones that when they first come out of the ground and they're still all wet. Oh, so, uh, uh, the Slimurians. <laughs> the Slimurians. Um, my favorite line that he uttered in this episode was, Oi, ACDC. <laughs> that, is, that is great. So great. Uh, who is Yaz? Uh, Corbin already mentioned she's always getting whisked away somewhere. And then I think I talked about this last time. She was stepping up. She's like, uh, just because you're a genius, talking to Tesla, just because you're a genius doesn't mean you're alone. She was like oh. being very doctory in this episode, which, uh, which I thought was great. There was a time, I think, might have been when they were on the Orient Express where she asked one of the more poignant questions in the conversation of like, all right, let's move this forward. Whereas Graham and Yaz, uh, Graham and, yeah, Graham and uh, Ryan were still kind of asking the, oh, we're the dumb humans that don't know what's going on. <laughs> um, wow. It's like, guys, this is your second season. Like y'all should, yeah, Come on now. Y'all should have this. Step up with the ass. Come on. Who, <laughs> who is, I mean, that's why they went home and she's still around. Ooh. Oh, <laughs> who is the 13th doctor? Um, somebody said, was it Edison? Is she always this impertinent? And they yeah. all three go, yes, yes, uh, yes, of course, of course she is. Um, she's an inventor or at least she has her moments. I, <laughs> I made this mostly love, out of spoons. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I invented this mostly out of spoons. Um, I loved her, Mutual admiration society meeting yeah. with Tesla. I loved it. I love it when when the doctor meets a genius. 
like a, a certified genius from history, like a real world person that we actually know about, um, not just like a made up character. I love when she runs into one of them and they both love each other. Yeah. They, they both really just dig each other, um, which is what I always want the multi-doctor episodes to be. Yeah. And instead they just hate on each other. But anyways. Except, I don't know, nine and, I mean, 10 and 11 got along pretty good. I like the, I what, the 50th. I like when 11 that. and ganger 11 just could not get enough of each other. Y'all remember <laughs> oh, that? Yeah. I love that. Um, high speed inventing is one of her specialisms. I don't, have, have you all ever heard the word specialism? No. I don't know if that's a British no. thing. I don't think that's a word. Maybe I, she made that it, up. It feels like a Britishism. It feels like something that She high speed invented specialism. Oh, oh, maybe that's what it was. Yeah. Um, she's good at impossible, according to Ryan. He's like, don't worry. She's good at impossible, which we've highlighted on this show many times. Yeah. And uh, I noticed in this episode, she loves splitting up the team for individual tasks. And I don't know if this is a character of the, a characteristic of the 13th Doctor or a function, a production level function of we have so many characters. Yeah. Yeah. Because Having three companions is like a lot. That's why when they had to ditch some of them. When you have three companions and then in this episode, we brought on three additional companions. Like what? Yeah. What? You know what I just thought of? We don't have a good word for Tesla and um, not Trump. What was that guy's name? That guy. Oh, gosh. They're kind of just and, side characters. Um, and 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 Yaz's grandma and yeah. grandpa. The, is, or like they're not Yaz's the, no, sister. No, no, they're not like, the side character. No, no, no. Yaz's sister is, she's a an offshoot of one of the companions, right? Yeah. Her mom and dad and sister. Or um, Rose's mom. You know, the people I'm talking about are the main character of the week. The per, you know, um, the time traveling white supremacist. So like Wilf or <clears throat> Wilf, I would put on the uh, Wilf. Yeah, no, no, no. Wilf is more of an offshoot of Donna, who kind of becomes. A, I'm talking about this week. We're going to go meet Tesla, oh. right? Okay, think about um, the episode with you know uh, Mary Shelley. And the other people in the haunted house. Who? What do we call those characters? They're they're not companions because we're only going to see them for this episode. Yeah, I'm talking about the the person that you go back to see, or the uh, Vincent. Yeah. Vincent. Vincent. Yeah. What is what? What do we call that character in Doctor Who? The companions are the companions. They travel with the Doctor, and then you have the guest star of the week, the main character of the week, because. In this episode, we had three companions, and then whatever this name is, the main the main character of the week, we had three of them. We had Edison, yeah. Tesla, and then and Tesla's assistant. assistant. Yeah. I can't remember her name. But you added three of them in. So you've got four recurring characters and then three guest stars of the week. Mm. What what do you do other than split them up yeah. and send them on their own adventures, their own side quest to, to get the main adventure done, right? And I noticed, I really noticed it for the first time in this episode, unless I've already talked about this and don't remember it, but I really noticed it watching through this time where they were constantly doing this. Graham, Yaz, and Ryan yeah. were constantly splitting up and going and doing, so a lot of times it was Graham and Ryan doing something and then Yaz getting whisked away or Yaz <laughs> going with the doctor or Maybe Yaz going with- that's why she keeps getting whisked away. Yeah, exactly. That's, exactly. that's it could why be. she has to leave the doctor. <laughs> it could be. So much so that, as we mentioned, they mention it in universe as a joke. She's yeah. like, I need some sort of like space GPS. So, All right. Can we talk about Tesla versus Edison and my notes say again? Here's the thing. 
I didn't pick up on this last time, but I noticed it this time. Edison versus Tesla is Scythra versus the doctor. Oh. They are analogs for each other. On one hand, you have a clever, brilliant, plucky inventor that creates new things for the sake of knowledge and, I might add, goodness. Uh, and on the other side, you Wait, have like, a, terrible people with no ideas yeah, are stupid. Yeah, you have a conniving thief who steals yeah. the ideas of others to enrich themselves in the name of capitalism and evil. Yeah. And by that, I mean, this is, this is Chibnall doing good versus evil, but it's... But bad. Capitalism versus uh, <laughs> capitalism versus it's not good socialism. People. Capitalism versus good. <laughs> I think Trip nailed it. Capitalism versus the people who are right and good. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Um, because it's not socialism. No, it's not. Um, There's. It's, it's certainly not, not communism. It's not. There's just nothing. It's, there's it's nothing. communism. It's capitalism versus stop this being capitalist. What, <laughs> <laughs> um, Do you have an alternative, Chibs? No. Stop no. being capitalist. Yeah. Um, I said what I said. <laughs> <laughs> I said what I said. All right. So, can I can I be can I be an American steeped in capitalism? You know, the fish who doesn't know what water is. Um, talking about a British show uh, criticizing capitalism for a minute. No, no, you can't. That's that. what I am on this show, by the <laughs> way. I'm, so something that I'm realizing, Corbin, pull the soapbox back out real quick. Okay, oh, okay. Right, thanks. Um, I'm realizing that uh, Tom Scott, of all people, YouTuber Tom Scott, the man of the red shirt uh, and gray hoodie. Y'all know who I'm talking about, Tom no, Scott? No, I have no idea. Corbin knows, okay. He does educational videos, used to do a lot of like computer stuff but now he just kind of does like random stuff and he's he's done some videos that have given me a much more uh uh a much deeper understanding and i'll still say that's still a very shallow understanding of british society and culture and politics and those kinds of things and one thing that i'm realizing is that um there is a sense of what's the word i'm looking for here the Commonwealth. That's a good word. The Commonwealth. The common good. Because I'm not talking about socialism. I'm not talking about communism, you know, from each according to their abilities and to each according to their need. I'm not talking about socialism in the sense of the government slash society owns everything so there is no individual ownership because that's not what mm -mm. most of Europe has and that's definitely not what the UK has. But what the UK has that I'm beginning to understand is something that we not only lack in America, I don't think we even know we lack this, is the idea of the Commonwealth. And I don't mean that in the governmental political term that is the Commonwealth. Virginia is not technically a state. It's a Commonwealth. But I don't mean it in that sense. I mean the Commonwealth in the sense of the common good. And by that, I mean things like... Um, Tom Scott does uh, has done a couple of videos that talk about, um, oh crap, I can't think of what it is. There are footpaths. Have you seen this video, Corbin? Mm -hmm. There are footpaths all over the UK that go through private property but are not, you are not allowed to trespass someone who is on this footpath. So if there's a footpath going through your property 
and somebody goes for a hike through your property on one of these common footpaths, that is legally protected. Mm. Those common footpaths are legally protected because there is an understanding in the UK that we should be able to walk around. Yeah. And I was like, that is so bizarre. If I decided that I want, let's, let's ignore the fact that every house in our neighborhood has a privacy fence, you know, six to 10 feet tall. Yeah. Let's ignore that for a second. First of all, that's a symptom of what we're talking about. But if you took down all of those fences and we just decided, or worse yet, you two, Scrappy young teenagers, uh-uh. ruffigans and Julian, ruffians, what? Ruffigans and Julians. If y'all decided to go walk through the neighborhood, but you decided to walk through the backyard of every house in town, yeah. the police would be would be talking to you within forty five minutes, right? Yeah, because y'all would be trespassing, right? But if if there was a a recognized footpath through there like it is in the UK, they wouldn't be able to call it trespassing because that's a protected thing. The only equivalent we have to that here is public parks. Like yeah. we have to set aside land that we all decide and agree together. Yeah, you guys can owned walk by the there. city and maintained by the city so that you can go for a walk. Yeah. That's what that's our solution in the US. Or just walk on the sidewalks. That's owned by the city. That's that's my point. Out in front of my house, out in front of my house, there is a, a 20 uh, like an 18 to 24 inch strip of grass and then a sidewalk and my property doesn't start until the other side of that sidewalk. I don't own the property between yeah. my car and my and my grass. Hmm. That belongs to the city because we have to carve that out. Otherwise, if I decided to go for a walk down the sidewalk, my neighbors could be like, get off my yard. <laughs> so imagine that, but instead of a sidewalk, it's literally just dirt and footpath and whatnot going through open fields and property and woods and things like that. Around here, you can't go hunt in the woods if it's not your woods. You can't do it. It's not allowed. Because it's if it belongs to somebody else, you've got to get permission from that yeah. person to go hunt on that property. That's how individualized we are in the US, right? And so we have this we have a lack of of the idea of the collective good. We, it's a, it, you can constantly see it. The closest thing that we get to that is sort of the liberal conservative battle of should we have universal health care and mm. what should taxes be and all this kind of stuff. And I'm not saying that those debates don't also happen in the UK, but the debate is the starting point for that debate is somewhere else in the UK. Okay. So all of that to say, when we're talking about capitalism versus eh? It's versus not the UK. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's like Corbin said, it's cap because it's by, a freer by the, by the way, capitalism. By the way, yes. The U- okay. UK is a capitalist what, country. What Trip just said is this whole episode. It's what? the US versus the UK. Pretty much. It's not even just capitalism. Eh, yeah, maybe. Because think about freaking Matt Trump. He's the same thing as yeah. um Edison. He's just this stupid, the worst. America just, you could just possibly yeah. Yeah, make yeah. the money. It doesn't matter if we're making mutant spiders. And then yeah. just shoot things. Whenever. And and murder them with our guns. <laughs> Which is definitely the right idea. But still, but still. In our moving on. <laughs> in our evil pursuit of money, we create mutant spiders and then shoot them with our guns. Boy, yeah. does that sum I mean, up how okay. most of the rest of the world views America. Maybe I don't know anything about the UK, but I assume if there were dangerous creatures in UK cities, yeah. there would be people to come put those creatures and down. Again, and again, let's not let's not forget here that we are looking at a 
one person a looks at shows take on and by yeah, a all show, of I think we mean Chris Chibnall. Well, this one wasn't written by Chibs. Remember, this was written I mean, by Nina and or Nita. I don't remember which one was the writer and which one was the director. But that's what I'm saying is um, I, I have definitely come to realize that there is there is a part of this conversation that we are that we are blind to that other countries looking, you know, outsiders looking in are going, what are they doing over there? And we're like, what? It's water. Swim in it. It's fine. You know, because we can, we're so steeped in this is how our society works. And, and I'm not even saying good, bad, or otherwise. I'm not saying the writer of this episode is right or wrong. I'm just pointing out that it is really hard when you say capitalism bad and Corbin's going, well, what's the alternative, Chibs and or Nita? Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think, yeah. I don't think that they're saying capitalism bad. I think they're, they're saying, saying we should change your capitalism has US gone yeah. bad. <laughs> well, your, yeah, your capitalism it is definitely has maybe putting, gone astray. Yeah. yeah. I don't it's think we can taking deny. a look at the U.S. and saying there are some things that need to be Especially changed. Especially with oh, sure. Tesla being European. Yeah. Like, I feel like exactly. it has to be the case that this is... These are, this is the U.S. Yes, this is y'all's yes. problems. Yeah. And here is the pure European who knows what he's doing. <laughs> easy, easy, easy there. Hey, 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 <laughs> pure European. You're getting into some weird <laughs> eugenics talk now. But yeah, definitely Tesla versus Edison would have been... Uh, it, it, is, it is set up in this episode, mm-hmm. however historically accurate it may be, it is set up in this episode as a slightly more liberal Europeanism versus... Very staunchly capitalistic. Give it, it get everything at at any cost. Yeah. Edison American. Can, right? we, can we just say, uh, to the best of my knowledge, there was not much Which of a vent. Tesla versus Edison at all. They were just oh, inventors yeah. working on different ways of transporting electricity. Um, no, I, if I if I remember correctly, like obviously Edison. the idea of Edison having guys follow Tesla. Was definitely a thing, yeah. And and so. if there was a if there was a Tesla versus Edison, it was more Edison trying to crush Tesla. Yeah, I don't know that Tesla was necessarily interested in proving Edison wrong. Yeah, Tesla wanted uh, to, to my to my knowledge, just wanted to get his ideas. He wanted he wanted to uh, expand technology and help humanity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Again, I may be. <coughs> I may be overstating that because of what I do and don't know, but there definitely was some, some rivalry there. There definitely was some back and forth. Um, so again, I I put in my notes here. The problem with this, with this analogy, um, is that it implies that Edison had no original inventions. Corbin, is that your note? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, he was, uh, well, go ahead. Okay. So, Specifically with the Scythra literally stealing every piece of technology they have. Right. It's like, this is Edison. Yeah. No, it's not. He invented no. the light bulb, the phonograph. A, a million other a, things. A, a, a light bulb that worked. A light bulb. Well, yeah. A good light bulb. The good He light invented bulb. recorded sound. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't just stealing everything. He didn't right. amass it, a bunch of mines and he's like, where, give me all your stuff. That's not yeah, what he was. It came to a point where he couldn't just keep making breakthrough technology over and over. He had to get people who actually knew how to do it and then he would capitalize on yeah. that. 
Like this yeah, is the natural and, was, and, and facilitate. He was definitely a smart guy who yeah. understood. How I think we can safely say were. there are definitely some inventions that never would have seen the light of day. Yeah, even though they weren't his ideas. Yeah, they never would have seen the light of day if he hadn't financed them and 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 he financed Tesla them. for a long time. Yeah. And something yeah. did happen there, and I can't remember what. Corbin, I like I like your like, next note there. I, yes, I said. Edison was not an incompetent, conniving, idea-stealing, greedy businessman. Sorry, that's the point you just made. I meant the next mm-hmm. one. And Tesla was not an innocent, tortured genius crushed under his foot. <laughs> yeah. Right. It is a little more nuanced it is, than that. Yeah. This is so black and white. It's absurd. Yeah. Yeah. And again, again, you know, who was I talking about this with? It might have been your mom the other day. We were talking about how, like, you've got to have a bad guy. When there's a movie, a TV show, a book, yeah. you've got to have a bad guy. Can't just have it be and about so, Tesla. Yeah, unfortunately. Well, no, no, no. What I mean is like, if you're going to have a bad guy, make him a bad guy. And so unfortunately, we we take the uh, good versus evil and just mapped it onto these two yeah. actually That's the problem. existing, historical, yeah. complicated you, human when beings. You're do, when you're doing like, as the evil alien people, yeah. okay, they're evil. They don't, they weren't real people. And then exactly. have They're, the yeah. struggle between Tesla and Edison, but don't have a clear good guy. In yeah, it was, it was clearly a, an analogy happening. Yeah. Yes. I just, I don't know. Everyone makes these arguments like uh, stories, they have to have a good and a bad, but it's like real life doesn't, and real yeah. life has some of the best stories ever. I so mean, maybe just write nuanced characters. Yeah. Have good, well-written, flowing characters. It's harder. Yeah. A, it's harder. B, it's a lot harder in one episode. Yeah. I, you know, but it's, you it's don't. when you're flesh. The reason that we have so much depth to the Doctor is because we've been following yeah. them for 60 years. You know, and that's that's part of the problem is you can't have Edison and Tesla and truly flesh them yes. out as human beings the in thing is, a 50-minute episode. You know, they have. It's not really with about with them aliens. too, by the way. Yeah, yeah. They have this mold, though. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I agree. they yeah. went out of their way to portray Edison as this guy who just loves his guns yeah. when he really didn't. He was very much against them. Yeah, he, didn't, he couldn't invent that. things. He was too busy polishing his revolver. And <laughs> yeah. 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 Shooting all the inventors that wouldn't give him their ideas. <laughs> <laughs> Shooting all the inventors. Killed everything. Uh, yeah. The reason there were so many broken light bulbs in his thing is because he was shooting all the ones that burned out. <laughs> um, yeah, so, yeah, it, it's... I just want to make sure that we're not three bros sitting around going, TV should be better. Um, yeah. You know, because none of us have written a hit, a hit television show. But Apparently you know, we should go it, do it that. Is, so there's, there's two things. One, writing nuanced characters is hard. And two, sometimes we don't want nuanced characters. Sometimes yeah. television, especially genre television, sci-fi, fantasy, adventure, is an escape. And so... Um, oh gosh! Well, do you what want I, the bad I, guy I, who's super evil? I saw evil. this. I read this rant the other day that was that was apparently tapping into an issue I was hardly aware of. It was like, can we please read stories for what they are? Corbin, if you don't mind sliding that soapbox over here, <laughs> it was, can we read stories for what they are? And I was like, huh, mm-hmm. interesting. And I clicked on it, and this guy was particularly talking about YA fiction, young adult fiction, and my favorite. Yeah, and what he was what he was ranting about was how people rant about YA. And in particular, he would be imagine imagine if I wrote a think piece 
on how juvenile the decisions made by the characters in the Hunger Games were. <laughs> this guy would rip me in par- apart because yeah. he's going, you're a 40-year-old man. This book wasn't written for you. Yeah, and, and he kept <laughs> calling it um, middle grade. And I was like, and at, at the beginning of the article, he hadn't yet said YA. He just kept saying middle grade. And I was like, what? what are we talking? Middle grade quality? Middle grade, like middle school? Like, what are we talking about? Yes, middle grade as in young adult fiction. Yeah. And he's like, A, the characters in many of these novels make immature decisions because the characters are 13 years old. Yeah. And B, if it's written to 13 year olds <laughs> so shut up 40 year olds that are reading this and trying to parse it like it's shakespeare it's not he's like can we read it for what it is and i say that to say sometimes we have to look at science fiction and go of course that's not how black holes work that's yeah. the fiction part <laughs> and sometimes we have to whether it's genre you know science fiction fantasy um whether it's that or not sometimes we have to say, as we often do on this show, shut up and eat your popcorn. Let's not be real on this one. There's a pandemic on. Let's have something that takes us away from the escape. You know I mean? Into the escape. You know what I would agree with that if this episode wasn't like a hit piece on American capitalism. Yeah, Yeah. it is. I I understand. I understand. So directly talking about the real world, but also you have to kind of ignore the real world and good is good and bad is bad. It's like, (laughs) Right. And and so A, it's hard. B, sometimes we just gotta read it for what it is, watch it for what it is, and then C, sometimes it's a hit piece and we do need to call it out. So you're you're correct in what you're saying. Um, but I, I also don't want to go like too far and say, we should have covered all this about Edison and Tesla. It's like, yeah, yeah there's not room for that. But it, it certainly could have been a little more nuanced. A little it certainly could have been a little less black and white, especially when, again, the argument is your view is bad and me as the writer, my view is right. It's like, okay, Mm -hmm. hang on. And when you have, you know, total control of a story, it's pretty easy to write your view as really good. It is. And the other person's view is this evil thing. Well, yeah, it it is. And, and, uh, it's real easy. It's real easy when we're watching a show, um, or listening to something or reading something and, and we agree with the yeah. viewpoint that's being championed, it's real easy to not criticize that one for its lack of realism. Can I just say? But then criticize it when it's like, oh, hey, yeah, <laughs> like, hey, no, I'm, I'm not you're like on my. You're 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 fighting against my opinion now. Like, yeah, I am yeah, not, not okay. all for American. Capitalism. Oh, I know, I know, it has oh, its yeah. flaws. And still, some of their point of view. This episode is so biased; it hurts. Yeah. Okay, so could we say? Could we say that again? As Americans steeped in the capitalism so much we don't know we're surrounded by water and yet we and yet we see some of the flaws we see some of the cracks we see some of the problems could we say that if it wasn't maybe so heavy-handed that it might help convince people better that's what i want i want yeah. to be more nuanced yeah yeah that's it's what i'm saying is portraying us as bad guys off. it's not just us going hey yeah like we know but hey but yeah, it's hey, us hey. saying yeah, and you're not yeah, helping yeah, us. Maybe. Yeah, it, you know, like anyone maybe, that believes in this, this is going to double down their beliefs. They're not going to change yeah, their mind. Now people are attacking us. It's it's whatever. It's maybe the biggest problem we have right now in in political discourse is that 
Everything is so soundbite and ham-fisted and, and black and white. P- pick your news source of choice and as far right or as far left as you want to go, and they both do the same thing, uh, presenting their view as right and everything that is dissenting as evil and or stupid and or uninformed and ignorant. Um, that's the problem. It's instead of having conversations, we're having, we're, we're shouting past each other. And sometimes we do it in the form of fiction. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. You can, you can stow the, the soapbox now. <laughs> hey guys, uh, noobs in the Whovian is brought to you by listeners like Victor, Jared and James. You find value in what we do like they do. Y- you ain't got much time left on this guys. You gotta, you gotta get it while it's hot. Yeah. So, um, let me, let me say this. Let me put out one, one final plea. I was, I was. I looked at Corbin earlier before we hit record and I said, when we're done with this, we got two left. That's two now. And then one in the fall. Yeah. But I mean, effectively on a, on a regular basis, we've got two left. So if you've ever thought about donating and thought, I'll, I'll do it next month. uh, There is no next month. Yep. No next month. And, and so I'm not even going to kind of say, go become a monthly supporter because no, (laughs) Um, like I gotta, I actually have to learn how to go turn off Patreon here in a little bit. Um, but if you've ever thought about donating, now's your chance. So go to noobsinthehoovian.com slash support. There's a, a couple of PayPal buttons, or maybe it's just one PayPal button. Go on there and just throw whatever at it. It's, it's been 201 episodes. What's that been worth to you over the course of the whole thing? And if you like, if you're broke and you're listening to podcasts because they're free, that is most of what I've done. Okay. And it's only been in the last few years that I've paid for any of <laughs> any of the entertainment that I consume. I've, I've gotten the free version of everything for so long. I get it. I get it. I don't expect everybody to, but if you've ever considered giving, now's your time. Noobs slash support, throw something at us. Tell us that you've appreciated what we've done for all these years. All right. So uh, overall impressions, how did you like it this time compared to last time, Corbin? The only person who remembered it last time. Yeah, mm. yeah for sure. See, <laughs> I, th- I think I think I remembered our conversations more than I remembered the this actual episode. episode. Oh, that's funny. If I had remembered this episode better, I don't think I would have suggested it. Really? And I don't remember yeah. what I thought of it last time, but honestly, I really don't like this. Like, it's just... Oh, really? It's so... The yeah, levels of like the the fun romp is overshadowed by the the, the fists. That's of ham. what I don't like. <laughs> <laughs> the fists of ham punching me in the face throughout <laughs> this whole episode. <laughs> I just I don't know, and I don't know what I said last time, but I probably still liked it less than last time because I've had so much time to think about this episode, and especially with the realization. That the Scythra is an analogy yeah. for for Edison yeah. makes it ten times worse. Because then you're basically trying to say that Edison is pure evil because the Scythra are, yeah. are definitely pure evil. Just evil. There's no way of dodging that. Yeah. No nuance there. They're so just, then any nuance okay. that Edison might have had, that feels like it goes out the window because the writers are like, yes, and Edison is just like this. <laughs> <laughs> and just like Edison. He's even got the horns on the side of his face. <laughs> yeah. oh. The upside down teeth. That's why he never smiles. Uh, what? So, um, so you didn't like it at all? No, I just, no. All right. Um, I hear, okay. <laughs> <laughs> we set out to do the best of. Mm. 
And we finished watching this episode and then talked about it for 30 minutes. Mm. And I kept saying, no, it's time to go to bed, guys. And um, Corbin disliked it so much he misspelled it in the notes. (laughs) Yeah. I realized, I was like, this was the wrong episode to cover. Yeah. And Okay, can I just say, though, because I've been thinking about it, and I feel like of all the episodes of this season, I don't know if there's anyone we would watch where I wouldn't be like, I don't really like this. Demons of the Punjab? That one, maybe. I feel like I could go back to. I just feel like. I don't know. We Spyfall? had issues with like Definitely every Spyfall, single yeah, episode. There was always. I mean, there was enough I issues feel like, where it's like, this I feel is like too our political. actual picks of, of Spyfall and or uh, Demons, Demons of the Punjab. Okay, here's the thing. Those here's, two were. Here's the thing. But we set out to do the best of. And so when we covered 9, 10, 11, 12, those are some of my favorite podcast episodes we ever recorded because we had so much fun talking about an episode that we loved so much we decided to watch it again. And this one, I feel like we've spent most of this podcast episode ranting about this this episode. episode, And I'm like, ah, maybe we should have done. Huh? I said, this is why I don't like it because we've just. That's what I'm saying because, like, like Corbin said, episode, it overshadows very, the fun romp. Yeah, I remembered the fun. I remembered going, that, yeah, yeah, I like this episode. This was that, a fun little romp. That's the only stuff that I remember. Right. Whereas, whereas, okay, Spyfall. I remember the fun spy thriller adventure romp. I remember the motorcycle chase yeah. and you know and all that kind of stuff. And uh, there was, there was a, a bomb on a plane. Like I remember all that fun stuff. But I also remember there was a great twist and there was amazing aliens and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. Demons of the Punjab was a sucker punch to the gut yeah. as far as like making you feel and all that kind of stuff. But and once to me, again, we might go back to those and see that. There's some we, stupid point that they're trying to prove we, or something. We could. Well, no, no, no. Demons of the Punjab, the no, point no, is clear. Not, Racism mean, is bad. Spyfall or something. Or, oh, you, possibly. Possibly. I don't think Spyfall. Yeah, that's the thing. I don't think Spyfall was, was I don't know. jamming anything down your throat. It was just like, hey, Doctor Who's fun, isn't it? The yeah. Master's awesome, isn't he? Um, that's kind of what I feel. And again, yeah. I don't know. Maybe not. Um, I feel like most of 13, though, is all these political things that weren't portrayed well and that's what i'm saying is i'm afraid that what we did was we spent we spent a couple of seasons ranting about chibnall being awful which is what we didn't want to do and then when we decided to cover the best of those two seasons we picked maybe the worst one for us to cover because it specifically attacked our way of life (laughs) (laughs) and again yeah we get it we get it yeah there's some problems we We gotta fix blah 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 and it's up to corbin and trip's generation to do it because apparently we failed (laughs) um but anyways and that's the thing is I feel like, oh man, I feel like this is a bad, um, this maybe wasn't the best representation of the best of 13. Like yeah. I, I wanted to walk away feeling good about an episode and we didn't do we that. didn't. So no. you're right. I, I, so how did I like it this time compared to last time? Yeah. I think I definitely liked it less than I remembered liking it. But now yeah. that I remember it, I think I didn't like it then. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't remember if but, I yeah. had, like Corbin said, he was going to re-listen to to our previous episode on this and then didn't. If oh, I had yeah. done that ahead of this, I, there's no way I would have chosen this. I would have said, guys, no, yeah. let's not cover this one. So unfortunately, I would say, I think I like, I think I disliked this episode as much as I did last time, yeah. unfortunately. So uh, production level, podcast production level error on our part on, on picking this one. I stand by the choice. I stand by the choice because of why we chose it. We chose oh, yeah. it because we were like, oh, Trip and I don't remember. That'll be fun. Yeah. And and it ended up 
Backfired. Ah, uh, yeah. Backfired. So, Trip, you kind of agree? Not as much? Yeah, I don't okay. like this one as much as last time. Oh, it's as much as I remember liking it. So, speaking of Chibs, I ran across, uh, there's a news story floating around out there. Chibnall was, I don't know, interviewed about something. I don't know. He was talking to somebody about something. And somebody asked him, how do you think Russell T. Davies is going to handle the stuff you came up with, uh, particularly the Timeless Child? And the destruction of Gallifrey and a million other things. Um, the headline was a little clickbaity. As they all. But not really clickbaity. Hmm. Chibnall basically said that the headlines were reading Chibnall expects RTD to ignore the changes he made to Doctor Who. And I was like, huh? Yeah, what? You read it, it's a little more nuanced than that, but not much. What he's saying is, hey guys, every new showrunner comes in. He's, he said um, when they decided to regenerate the first time, when they decided to bring on uh, Troughton instead of uh, Hartnell, it was like doing Doctor Who for the first time all over again. And he said in some regard, every time you get a new Doctor... It's like doing Doctor Who for the first time again. And certainly when you get a new showrunner, it's like doing Doctor oh, yeah. Who for the first time again. RTD had to do Doctor Who for the first time again when he rebooted the whole thing. But in a similar way, and, I'm, and I might be branching off from what Chibnall actually said in the interview here, so did Moffat, right? Moffat had to figure out how they were going to do Doctor Who. And then Chibnall had to figure out how they were going to do Doctor Who. And, he, and what he really said was, I don't think Russell T. Davies is going to do anything with The Timeless Child. I think he'll probably leave it for some future showrunner who really wants oh, to tackle it. Okay. And I was like, um, okay. But to say, I think he'll ignore, ignore, he'll ignore it. it. I, I, ignore it means like the headline, just going to... Exactly. The headlines made it oh, seem like about that. RTD is going to retcon it yeah. and pretend it never happened. What I think Chibnall was saying is, I think he's going to ignore he's just it, leave it there. as in, we're not going to deal with it. Yeah. We're not going to pretend it never happened and do whatever we want to. We're going to have to come to terms with the doctor finding out who they really are. I hope, I hope that's not true. Well, excuse me, because excuse me, excuse me. The whole- they don't have to come to terms with it, but they won't pretend it never happened. Yeah. Right? I, I hope that we get some resolution on that. I really do because the whole thing about the biggest, most out there season ever will totally yeah. wreck your entire month. Next season, we just totally Pretending forget about happened. it. Yeah. A la Star Trek, the original series. Yeah. I don't, I don't think that's that. going to be how he handles it. But I think what, what Chimnall is saying and Chimnall is, it's conjecture. He doesn't know what RTD well, yeah. is going to do. He's saying, I bet, I bet RTD, is gonna let is gonna leave that off to the side, mm -hmm. and I'm trying to think of a good parallel. Like I know there there have been things like that. Like um, uh, okay, all right, okay. For example, Chibnall didn't touch River Song at all. Could have, could could have addressed River Song. Could have talked about River Song. Could have had a River Song episode. Didn't. That doesn't mean it never happened. It just means we didn't we, do any more it. with it. We didn't do any more with it during Chibnall's era. Um, we didn't do anything with the name of the doctor during the Chibnall era. And that was the core of the Moffat era. Yeah. 
That was the reason the silence exists, remember? Um, and yet that was barely an issue in the RTD era. So I don't think he's saying it's like it never happened. He's just it's saying just we're not going to touch not, on we're it we're not as focus much on as you it. might want us to. Yeah, which has me, okay, it it initially had me worried, but then really I think it was more of a splash of cold water in the face because yeah. you we have talked about on this episode, uh, on this podcast, we really hope that RTD addresses some of this stuff. Yeah. And remember the whole point of the season. Remember the doctor locked away in the heart of the TARDIS, locked away the secret of oh, who yeah. she really is and all that, like, all those memories. I don't want to know. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't give it to me until I really ask for real or whatever it was. I forget. Right. Yeah. So Chibnall and I literally, and I do hope that we wait till the, at least the end of the season to get that. I hope I that do, it's not the first episode of the RTD. That we touch on yeah. it. So, yeah, I get that. But it was but it was a it was a splash of cold water to say, "Hey guys, we've done this before." Yeah. We've done where, "Hey, hey, guess what we never resolved that we talked about recently? The hybrid." Oh, that yeah. has never been resolved. That is still floating out there. Huh. RTD could go, "You know what? I'm going to focus on. I'm going to focus on the hybrid." Yeah. That might be cool. It's never been officially resolved. There's lots of conjecture. Oh yeah, there's a lot of speculation. It's never been officially resolved. Um, where does the master and where does the spy master and Missy and the Sims master where do they line yeah, up how chronologically? Do they piece together? Never been fully con- officially nailed down. Well, we some do future know that Missy comes after. The, Sims, uh, yeah, but we don't know doctor. where the O Doctor, where the Spy Master fa- oh, falls yeah. into that chronology at all. We know that Missy is subsequent to Sims, but doesn't necessarily mean directly. We don't know that no. for sure. No, there's it's it's a question mark. We don't know. Yeah. So that's the thing is there are mysteries in Doctor Who, and some showrunners play with these, some play with others, and some invent mysteries of their own. Hmm. So I thought that was an interesting. Um, headline and i'm curious to see what's going to happen what art what is rtd going going to do nobody yeah. knows nobody knows anyways so guys uh the game plan is tomorrow because we're recording a day earlier this week tomorrow we're going to sit down and watch the 22 2022 easter special legend of the sea devils i'm i'm excited i oh, think yeah. this is going to be a fun time Forget about all the heavy stuff that we just talked about. Yep. We're just going to have fun <laughs> with some pirates. Definitely. Yeah. Why did you, what? I what? don't trust Chibnall not. Why not do you? <laughs> pirates are actually evil. On a holiday evil. special? <laughs> On a holiday special? Pirates are actually evil. Whoa. <laughs> they look <laughs> crazy. Controversial. <laughs> crazy. There's no such thing as pirates. They're all aliens. <laughs> Um, after that, we take one last dive into Classic Who to cover the Season 2 Serial 2 six-parter, The Dalek Invasion of Earth, and then we can all collectively turn off our BritBox <laughs> subscriptions uh, yep. because then we'll be taking a break until November. So one last thing that I want to hear from the listeners, Corbin and I, um, to a lesser extent, Trip, have been kicking around, is there another podcast we want to do? And we're not 100% sure. Um, Corbin... If you, if you had to crystallize it, if you had to, and you don't, but if you had to crystallize it for the listeners to say, would you be interested in this? What would it be? One sentence. What would, what, what's One your idea? Sentence. Every once in a while, when we as a family watch a movie. A thing. A thing. Yeah, sometimes oh, yeah. it's a TV show. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> fair. And 
we have things that we want to say about it. Corbin has feelings. Yeah. And we come <gasps> and say them. That's the title. Yeah. Yep. We're, we got to do that. As, as far as I'm concerned, that's all it has to feelings. be. Oh, I hate it even after I said it. I, I want to talk about the theme of a movie or there's massive plot holes or whatever it is. Just picking apart. We're just talk about it. The classic lovable movies and destroying them for the rest it's, of time. It's like those, you know, those YouTube videos about films, mm-hmm. but as a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so we should, sorry, YouTube channel? All right. So here's the hot take part of it, right? Here's here's what would make us different from the everything that's wrong with the Batman in 12 minutes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No. No, <laughs> we're not doing that. What? <laughs> what? We're different in that we're not terrible. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, that, that devolved Number into 12. listing everything that's even possibly a, a yeah. plot hole or a continuity error. Even um, when it's not. Here's where here's where we're different. And I jokingly said uh, the, the name of the show would be the, the Zoomers and the Millennial because it would be, yeah. here's, the, here's where, where I think we could bring some difference is that there is, I think, there is a generational difference between the way we consume media. Would y'all agree with me on that? I think I this podcast has proved that. I think this podcast has proved it more and more. Um, I think the I think the later seasons of this podcast have proved that because oh, I yeah. feel like y'all diverged from me a couple of years ago. Y'all used to, we we didn't disagree much on this podcast for a long long time, and then we started yeah. disagreeing vehemently. Maybe very much. Um, and so what what might be interesting is as we discuss pop culture, doing it from the perspective of of a dad and his two sons of two different generations and how we look at things differently and, and how much of that is informed by our generational difference. So, Hey listeners, would that be interesting at all? And by the way, this would not be weekly. This would be oh, literally, yeah. literally guys just subscribe and every we month and a half. Feel like it, it has been like four or five years. We are burnt out. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. So we're going to, um, we're going to definitely not do anything for a, for a little bit. Oh yeah. But I get give the it feeling, to the summer. Yeah, I get the feeling that Corbin's gonna every now and then come to me and be like, "This would be an episode." It'll be like Doctor Who. We'll, this, we'll, this we'll tell you a week in advance. I don't know. <laughs> we'll tell you. We'll give you three weeks notice. Yeah. <laughs> I just coming need, like, to an you, outlet, really. Vaguely Corbin. this summer, Corbin <laughs> coming eventually <laughs> in a world where three guys want to talk about crap every once in a while. Podcasting <laughs> is free. Well, not really. Okay. Wow. Well, wow. <laughs> <laughs> in a world where people can produce content that no one pays for. <laughs> hey guys, Noobs in the Whovian, as always, is a production of Master Closet Studios, where it's always smaller on the inside. Your senior producer is me. Your audio engineer is hmm? <laughs> the production editor is nah. and special yeah. thanks to tardis.wikia.com <laughs> for the trivia shout outs to Victor, Jared and James for their ongoing Patreon support you can find us over at noobsinthehoovian.com where you can find links to all the things make sure that you subscribe to us hey by the way subscribe to us because if we do come up with a new podcast you gotta stay subscribed because oh, A yeah. when the episode comes out in November but B in between there we might launch a new podcast and we'll announce it on this feed so make sure that you subscribe to us like us share us with a friend not because we're a great show but because we watch one, as always, my name is Austin. I'm the Hoovian. These are my sons, Corbin and Trip. Yeah. And we're. Yeah. <laughs> and until next time, be safe if you can be, but always be okay. Wow. Goodbye. Trip got me there. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> that was fantastic. And then he yeah. goes, bye. <laughs> <sighs> Boop. <laughs>